0: With Secret Outlast, you can go for a jog and smell like you didn't. With Secret Outlast, you can go for a jog in the middle of August
1: and smell like you
0: didn't. With Secret Outlast, you can go for a jog in the middle of August and accidentally finish first in a fun run. We have a new winner. And smell like you didn't. With Secret Outlast, you can do anything life throws your way and smell like you didn't. Secret provides 72-hour odor protection. Available in sticks or sprays. Secret works.
2: Into our second hour. What's going on? Welcome to the program. All right, so before I get to the big head, some quick reaction to start you off for hour number two. James Kelly coming up momentarily. At Chrisen SRB writes, that open was ionic. A neighbor stopped ionic. by to make sure that my place was not burning to the ground. There were a lot of alarms in the open. I'll give you that. Romey Rome. Please make the Trubisky alarm available to the general public. I'm in desperate need of a new ringtone. If you are going out or going to put out alarms for people who suck, consider a parody Larry alarm. Corey in the 319. The problem is, if we're in the business of—well, actually, it's not a problem. It can be lucrative. I was going to say, if we're in the business of creating alarms for people who suck, we'll never ever get to anything else. But then again, maybe that's the idea. Alvy, we may have ourselves a little business play here. Creating alarms for people who suck.
1: It's
2: a lot of people who suck.
1: Alvy
2: There is the parody Larry alarm. When that alarm goes off, that means Parody Larry is nearby. That means you may hear Parody Larry. Cue the Parody... Please exit the building in an orderly fashion. Do not take the elevators. Nobody panic. Please find the nearest stairwell. Parody Larry is on hold. Oh, wow. That's mesmerizing. That is hypnotic. The Parody Larry Alarm might be even better than the Trubusky Alarm. Nice job, Corey. Mitch Trubusky. I think I like the Parody Larry Alarm better. Do-do-do-do. All right. Let's get to the next thing. Another night, another kick in the stick. I'll tell you what. Not only is this gambling game hard, dog.
1: Not only is is this gambling
2: game hard, dog. I'm starting to actually hate it. (laughs) Just kidding. We live to fight another day. Like the players and coaches themselves say, you flush it and you move on. You don't just stare at it. Only one game. Only one game, even if the Steelers did lay down in that game for the second week in a row... With a trip to the playoffs, hanging in the balance, even if Mitch Trubisky was worse than he has ever been. Mitch Trubisky. Thank you. Worse than he's ever been with his career hanging in the balance. Just one game. Just one game. Let's get right. Let's get that deuce and right. flush it and not just stare at it in the toilet. We're going to flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. Head. Are you ready to do this? Yes,
0: sir. You should have hit the uh, strange Zeke prop, Jim, and you'd be in a good mood, man.
2: You're right, dude. You're exactly right. I forgot to do that. I don't know That's that'd right. be in a good mood, but I'd be in a better mood. That's the hedge. L- less exactly salty, right. right? Yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right. So we keep talking about how. Let's get into this. You're right? right. You it's hit that one. Soft. You hit that one early too. Took the edge off. We keep talking about how nobody has separated themselves from the pack in the AFC. I mean, who is the team to beat there, right? Mm -hmm. Tough to say, but it might be the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Tough to say, but it might be the Ravens. They are at home. They're hosting the Rams. What is the number? Who you got? That's our first pick.
0: I'm laying the seven and a half points and going with Baltimore here. Uh, Look, the Rams are playing great. The past two weeks with the return of Kyron Williams, they've averaged 428 yards per game of offense. That's Miami bleep right there. And sorry to that one dude who had those mother bleeping snakes on that mother bleeping plane who wants to get rid of Sean McVay. But this is without question one of Sean's best coaching jobs. But let's not confuse an elite coaching job with an elite coaching or an elite overall team like Baltimore is, this is a major step dude, up. It's too wait bad, for LA. You, you,
2: see, you were setting up a good line right there, and you I just right. butchered it. Butchered and Alvin it hammered way. you, man.
0: Yeah. Point I being, see you though, working. Alvin, I see you working. Yeah. Major step poor up. Execution, wait for LA. Thought, poor execution,
2: dude. Good thoughts. Poor execution. Yeah.
0: And every time the Rams have played a true Super Bowl yeah. contender this season, Rex yeah. just
2: dunked on you, dude. He yeah. Did. Right yeah. in my face. Right in my well, face. Was that a question? They they was it was that a take was that was that I'm was that a pick Rex again yeah, yeah
0: go ahead uh, Rams play bad against good teams is my point point. and Baltimore has the top rushing attack right in, in the bed. NFL their defense allows the second fewest yards the fewest points and happens to have the most sacks in all of football and this might be an ugly ass game weather wise which is an advantage for the Ravens oh and they're coming off a bye. L.A. is flying across the country. And Lamar Jackson is 18-1 Be the NFC Ravens, minus 7.5. Wow,
2: 18-1. and
0: 18-1, and 6-0 and zero against the NFC West.
2: You got a hook. There is that hook. We mm-hmm. hate the hook. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you like the hook. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Rams have one three straight. You're right. They, they're playing really well. They put yep. themselves back in the playoff hunt. And I want to reiterate, Sean McVay is doing a hell of a job this year. However, Baltimore is angling for the top seed in the AFC, especially since Jacksonville proved that they don't want it. They are coming off the bye, as you point out. I hate the hook, but I will play them. It is a big number, but I like the Ravens. I will lay the points. Nice. All right. Tell you what. You know that whole rap about there's no such thing as bad pizza. There's no such thing as bad sex. There's Mm -hmm. no such thing as bad football. Mm -hmm. Ah, Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong (laughs) on all three counts. There actually is bad pizza. There actually is bad sex, and I know Mm -hmm. there's bad football. Mm -hmm. I present to you Saints v. Panthers. I have no interest in the Panthers. Mm -hmm. I could not be more disappointed than I am in the Saints. Mm -hmm. But, but Mm -hmm. I'm addicted to trash football. Frankly, that's what this is, right? What is the ass line, and what is your ass pick?
0: So I'm kind of pissed off about this game, but uh, for different reasons. Um, I so why really are we thought, talking about it? Well, but. I really thought we were finally going to see the return of Jameis. I mean, who does not want to see this guy?
2: True. I was uh,
1: disciplined for one game against John Carroll for uh, laughing at my coach because he cried. And uh, he felt uh, that I, was, I disrespected him. Mm-hmm.
0: Seriously, do we want that guy or this guy? Emotional Derek,
1: and for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off, pisses a lot of guys off. <laughs> Laughing at my coach because he cried it's hard, just
0: like Tom coach what in high school. No, no problem.
2: disrespect intended, no disrespect whatsoever. Jameis.
0: And, and while it's still unclear who will be under center for sure, emotional Derek is practicing, and I'm still taking the Saints and laying the E-D- five E-D- either E-D- way. E-D- yeah, ED. They, they should be able to move the ball on the 31st-ranked defense that happens to Do also Do you know why you can remember takeaways?
2: that? Mnemonic ED. Because E-D- you have it. hey oh.
0: <laughs> Good sponsor. I'll take the money. Not a shame. They're playing against the Carolina Panthers, Is my point. Um, the Saints' defense is extremely average, and their coaches are horrible, but it's still the Panthers. Somehow, some way, they keep finding a way to get worse on offense. They haven't scored 20 points since uh, before their bye week. Chris Tabor's optimism is annoying, for sure, and scares me a little bit. But in a battle of the two worst ATS teams in football, I'm taking the worst one in football, the Saints, who cover 18.2% of their games. Saints
2: minus five. I mean, only in the NFC South can you lose three straight, be one of the biggest underachievers in the league, and still be right in the hunt. Mm -hmm. That's the Saints. The Mm -hmm. only positive thing that I can say about them, well, that, and the fact that they're not the Panthers, the most dysfunctional outfit that I've seen in quite some time, the Mm -hmm. Saints have cost me a boatload this year. Oh, boy. But man, I want to see Jameis... I want to see Jameis. I want to hear Jameis. I'm all about Jameis. We love Jameis. This is a big Jameis house. So for that reason, as angry as I am with the Saints, for all the money they've cost me this year, I am going to take them and I will lay the points too. Love and, it. And you know why? Only because Jameis is on their team. Period. And he, That's and he it. he
0: laughed at his coach who cried. That's funny. Love him. Love Laugh him.
2: Laughing at my coach. All right, good news is cried. not all matchups are ass. In fact, there's some kick-ass matchups. <laughs> yes, sir. Some marquee matchups. We've got the Cowboys and the Eagles and that showdown. Philly got mugged by Frisco last week. Mm-hmm. Cowboys have won four straight. They're lighting it up offensively. And Dak ain't whack. Mm-hmm. Not of late. Dak ain't whack. Mm-hmm. What is the number? What are you doing? I have to hear. Dallas is favored
0: by 3.5 points. Get this. They've outscored their opponents by 127 more points than the Eagles have this season. But as we know, they haven't beaten one team over 500. I say they do Sunday night and cover. I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh, They about had them in Philly last time. Yes. And I feel the Cowboys' defense was probably looking ahead to this as they were not good against Seattle last week. And, yes, a lot of attention for Philly has been paid um, about keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket and them not focusing on the run game. I think he can flush that stuff, move on, and we'll be better on offense. But Philly's biggest problem is that defense. After holding the Miami Dolphins to their fewest Yards of any game they've played this season in week seven. They've given up an average of 438 yards per game since a year ago. They were the NFL's best defense yardage-wise under Mr. Charisma himself. Jonathan shot out of a cannon cannon. I think gang. on Sunday, that guy right there, I think on What's Sunday. Up,
2: What's up, big, big head? Ready to get to work. Buckle up. Buckle I up, big head. JT, the Robot. Soon. Yeah. Ready to butcher the English language. Buckle What's up, up big gang. head.
0: Always ready to do that. I think on Sunday, Big Mike has that A1C level back on track. He shows up in the Cowboys show out. Dallas minus three and a half.
2: Wow, dude. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Philly is not what they were last year for the reasons you mentioned. And also because, well, we saw they got their faces broken by Frisco last week. That's not just one bad game. That was not just one bad game. I mean, that was one really bad game for Philly. But it's not just one bad game. That's not just a one-off This is who they are, but Dallas is in Frisco, and I think the Eagle pride is going to kick in after that mug job by Frisco. And you know Chris Sirianni has been hammering his team all week long with less thinking equals talent takeover. Less thinking. Equals talent takeover Less
0: thinking equals talent takeover
2: Less thinking equals Equals talent takeover Less thinking equals talent takeover Say it with me Less thinking equals talent takeover We need a less thinking equals talent takeover alarm
0: Less thinking equals talent takeover Here's what I think Modern day Lombardi.
2: Less thinking equals talent takeover Less thinking equals talent takeover Less thinking equals talent takeover We need an alarm for everything now We do, it's funny I think less thinking thinking does equal talent takeover. So I am not going to overthink this. I will go against you. I will take Philly and the points. And this is the one time where I like that hook. Philly plus three and a half. As if Sean McDermott did not have enough problems, Head. Now he's got another one. The guy was already under fire, rightfully so. And him trying to motivate his team back in 2019 by crediting the terrorists... For their organization and all being on the same page. It's not only one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It sure as hell didn't help them then. And Mm. I know it's not helping him right now. Do you think somehow they get right against the defending champs? And how are you playing this game, Bills v. Chiefs?
0: So the Chiefs are favored by one and a half. But first off, side note, the Josh Allen hot take world of he's sucking ass is at an all-time high here. My big fat head is going to pop He's elite, a first-ballot Hall of Famer, and a generational talent. Does he turn the ball over too much? Yes, but so did John Elway, Brett Favre, and even Patrick Mahomes, too, which you never hear about. Hell, on the season, Josh Allen, the only person anyone talks about, has four more turnovers. When when did
2: he become part of your family like the Shanahan's? You're mad. Uh,
0: Love Josh Allen. I'm pissed off about this stuff because that's all anybody talks about is Josh Allen. You're pissed off for greatness, dude. I'm pissed off about this stuff. Josh Allen. Big time. Four more turnovers than Mahomes. But he also has 11 more touchdowns than he does. In the last four seasons, by the way, Josh Allen's Bills have scored more points than Patrick Mahomes' offense. Now imagine if Josh Allen was working with Andy Reid or a Kyle Shanahan or a Sean McVay instead of a Ken Dorsey of the world like he was. For real, hot takers are giving this guy as much respect as the one reporter who uh, blew ass in the Big Cat's face earlier this week. It wasn't great
1: feeling uh, last game, but... um... (sighs)
0: Could we get an alarm for that one. H-
2: had you spend your days scouring the internet for flash launch? It's actually funny that the clones just you know you know tweeted at me now. You know why? I it's your brand. It is not. my brand. It's not a brand Big to time. be proud of either. I know. Unless you're a nine year old on TikTok. Junior
0: high. Junior high, right here. As for the game, no, I'm taking Josh Allen, school
2: right here, an <laughs> elementary school level of intelligence and education and maturity. All fair assessments, right there. Yes. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen in the point-and-a-half I'm taking. I think the Bills will run the football with ex- success. Allen. And the Chiefs have scored fewer than 21 points four times in the last five games. Wow. I'm going with Rick and Buffalo and Blind Terry's Buffalo Bills, plus one-and-a-half.
2: All right, so the Chiefs look nothing like the defending world champs. The Bills... Did you see it going with the Chiefs or the Bills? Bills, plus buffalo. one and a half. Oh, yeah. oh, Josh Allen. didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. All right, so the Josh Chiefs look nothing Allen. like the defending world champs. The Bills could not be more disappointing. The matchup looks nothing like it did when the schedule came out and we all had it circled. The Chiefs' offense is a shell of its former self. We know that none of the receivers can catch the ball. Even their defense that was so much better than that high-powered offense earlier this year has regressed to the mean. True. All that said, mm-hmm. it's only a point and a half. Mm. They are at home. Buffalo is a distracted, dysfunctional, busted-up mess right now. I will go against you. I will lay the point and a half. Casey, minus one and a half. <laughs> All right. What do you say? So you and I, that's two in a row we've gone against each other. Yep. And lately, you've been right more than I have. Hmm. I don't know about Let's that. Let's go. Yeah, you have. You yeah. have. I'll own that. Mm. Why don't we go to a legendary jungle team? The Houston Texans, the best story in the NFL right now. I'm not even going to pretend I love the Texans. And while I don't root for anybody, I root for the Texans because they are an amazing jungle team. In fact, right now, they are the top-ranked jungle team in terms of the karma. I love these guys. I can't get enough of these guys. Shout-out to my dude, the legend, Nick Casario, for staying the course, building this budding monster. Mm. Texans versus the catastrophic Jets. I don't even care what the number is. Spoiler alert. You know I'm not going against my guys, but I'll take your pick and the number. What is it? How are you playing it? Yeah, your
0: Houston Texans are favored by 3.5 points on the road in the return of the Coug. It should be twenty. It should be a lot, right? It's the return of the Coug hunter, though. And by the way, where's Baby Boy? Where is Baby Boy? I haven't heard from him. Where is Eddie? East Coast Madden, L.A.? I haven't been here for a while. Where's Baby Boy? Baby Boy. Uh, I'm riding What's with a Texan.
2: Baby Boy? God, I love that.
0: that is you great. like that guy, don't you? I love that sound, too. Uh, I'm always
2: blown away by what you hate and what you love.
0: I know. It is yeah. complex fart jokes and you're
2: Eddie. a very simple guy with a big head but it is complex i do. but uh
0: i'm riding with the texans in the battle of two former colleagues in D'Amico ryans and Mopin bob sala i do think it's a tricky game for houston though they are young they don't have tank dell and their offensive line is banged up going against a good jets defense normally a rookie would also overlook this, um, maybe. But as we know, C.J. Stroud is not that guy. He is the leading passer in the NFL. He's on pace to throw for 5,000 yards. He just has to protect the football, but he has all season. The Texans' O is better million. than the Jets' offense, as we know. And actually, on the season, D'Amico's defense is allowing fewer points than Mopin Bob's, but barely. It's true. Uh, ATS as a home underdog, Mopin Bob has covered only 40% of his games. In that role, since he's been a head coach, Texans minus three and a half. All right,
2: then. I'm not going to belabor this, but let me go back for a flashback Friday. A take. Mm -hmm. Let me take you back to Raider-Charger week back in the day (laughs) when the theme was, Chargers rule, Raiders suck, good night now. I'm not saying this Mm -hmm. is a rivalry like that was back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, like back in the day when Raider fan actually Bit Charger fans ear off Amazing. in a barroom brawl in San Diego or was it the other way around I can never remember but it did happen <coughs> Gotta be however
0: ready, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: however I mean I don't even know it, mm-hmm. it was one or the other mm-hmm. I will reset mm. the vernacular from the day as it relates to this Texans rule Jets are ass <laughs> and I am more than happy to lay the points with my dudes even with the dreaded hook Texans minus 3.5, and, and I'll feel good about that one.
0: Love to see it.
2: Love to see it. Do you see anything else you like? Do you have any Love props, or are you going to stick Love with the five?
0: Just the five here. Ravens minus 7.5 v. Rams. Saints minus 5 v. Panthers. Cowboys minus 3.5 v. Eagles. Bills plus one plus uh, one 1.5 on the road at Chiefs. Texans minus 3.5 at Jets.
2: All right. I like the energy. Let's get paid, Head. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. James Kelly, Big Head Bats. Clones, I give you so much credit. Almost every single one of you stayed on hold. I love it. There's only one phone line open. 1-800-636-8686. Let me see some reaction really quickly. Rome's, you and the Big Head are an incredible team. Easily one of the best segments of the week. Your communication and execution is second only to ISIS. Sign Sean McDermott. We'll get into this. Like, I I, I can't even get my head around what the hell that guy was thinking, what that guy was doing, how badly he handled it when it got out, and he addressed it yesterday. Uh, The fact that an NFL head coach actually said that and thought that was a good idea. I understand these guys run out of ways to motivate their teams, But you can't use that as an example to motivate your team. How do you not know that? How does that guy not know that? The great leader of men, Sean McDermott. And very clearly, there are people unhappy with him for somebody to leak that. You don't leak that unless you want that guy to look really bad. And he looks really bad. And then he handled it even worse. Bill's fans, reaction. And the reaction's coming in. 143C1. Those Steelers last night needed to come together like those 9-11 hijackers signed Sean McDermott. See, what I'm not gonna do is make light of this. It's never it's never gonna be funny. It's still too soon. It will always be too soon. Which is why I can't believe that guy said that to his team. And then and then try to deflect. Predictably, if you ask me, we lost a dear family friend in that attack. Oh, right. But you're going to use it as an example of what your team should do to come together? So you know exactly how inappropriate it is. You lost a beloved family friend in the attacks, which should make it very clear how inappropriate it is. Yeah, great. I understand that you want your team to stick together. I understand you want your team to come together. Dude, there are a million better ways to make that point. In fact, every other way is a better way to make that point. An NFL head coach actually said that to his team. Rick in the 403. I'm taking the Sandy hook and lateral out of our playbook. I may allow that. Sean. He's just signed it, Sean. Rick in the 403. I'm taking the Sandy Hook and Lateral out of our playbook. Signed Sean. So, my author friend, I mentioned the book. And how my guy might call some of you clones. He asked me, what makes the clones the clones? How are they different? That. That, Sean right there, that, the I'm taking the Sandy Hook and Lateral out of our playbook, Sign Sean, that, that's what makes them different. All right, I need a break. <laughs> Keep coming, clones. Let's do this. You have your telephone number. We're open the rest of the way. I've done the interviews. No, I haven't. I've got actually Brandon Chambly coming up. I thought that I had because of, well, the head. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. If you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare you're stuck in and what your options are for getting rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of terrible timeshares now for over a decade. He's put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free of charge to date over 30,000 families. Have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship. By getting them out of bad timeshares, they might be able to help you do the same. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry actually works and your options for cancellation, call Wesley right now to get your free timeshare exit kit. The number is 800 462 33 33 800 462 33 33 800 462 33 33. you're listening to the jim rome show hey, like i said you callers have been really patient and i appreciate it so let's do that short segment but that doesn't mean that i can't get phone calls in on the other side as well so let's get some phone calls in we go to pittsburgh the epitome of in market on topic Kevin in Pittsburgh. Good to have you, Kevin. What's up?
1: Hey, Romy. How you doing? Good, dude. I've been listening to you since I was a kid, man. This is the first time I've been so angry I've had to call the show. There's this big gap between what the national media thinks and what the local media thinks of Tomlin. Okay? This dude has had three playoff wins in the last 12 years. Okay? Three. One of which he was gifted by the Moron Brothers in Cincinnati. Okay? The last three playoff games they've been in, the defensive genius is giving up 40 points a game on average. Fat Mike McCarthy is cannon fodder on this show. But Tomlin mangles the clock just as bad as he does. And big fat Mike still has the Cowboys rolling. We haven't won a big game in a decade. And I know what you're going to say, Rome. I, I know what you're going to say. He's never had a losing season. That's a mirage. That's a Ben streak. That streak predates him. I know what else you're going to say. Oh, well, they went 9-8 last year. Look at the back half of their schedule last year. They played terrible teams. And this year, he's not do- he wasn't doing his best work. They would just get the occasional lucky turnover at a critical point in the game. I mean, Baltimore and Cleveland gifted them games earlier in the year. Baltimore dropped four touchdowns, and Cleveland gave up two turnovers in plus territory. Okay, this is not a well coach football team, and the culture is rotted, too. A.B. ran shot here, and you got Deontay Johnson dancing in the end zone when they're down two scores to Arizona with three minutes left in the game. Where's the leadership on this team? Where's Cam Hayward? Where's T.J. Watt? They couldn't lead a hooker to bed with a sack full of 50s. You know that? And I'm so sick of this. Any sane franchise would have canned him after they lost to Jacksonville in 2017. They were 10-point favorites, and they got smoked at home. So let me ask you, Jim, I don't understand. The first four years, this dude was great. The last 10 years, he's been Marvin Lewis, and all I hear on TV is how he's this great coach. Please explain that to me.
2: Kevin, go ahead and rack him. And, and way to slide in that crack about the hooker.
1: Rack
2: him. Hey, dude, here's the thing. I don't know if you heard the open or not, because I spent almost the entirety of the open killing the Steelers and wondering how any of this could happen under a Mike Tomlin coach team and calling him out and taking him to task. So when you talk about, hey, the national media has got a very different view of this guy than the local media, I'm going to say that if you heard the open of the program, my take is probably lining up pretty well with the local media. But I'm going to stand by what I said. At 7-4, and he was getting some run for coach of the year. Like, how did they win seven games? But you said a lot of what I said. Except for the hooker part. You said that. I didn't say that. But I agree. Where is the leadership? I love Cam. I love TJ Watt. But even they can't fix all that ails that team. Where is the leadership? What's going on with Mike? I mean, how can this team say? You got guys saying, we underestimated Arizona. How do you underestimate a two-win team when you're not nearly as good as your record is? You got to know who you are and what you are. How do you underestimate anybody in the NFL? And the only thing worse than underestimating a two-win team and getting beat is then rolling out and playing even worse the following week. They are jacked up. The culture is all wrong. They are completely dysfunctional. The Patriots didn't have a damn thing to play for last night. In fact, winning that game was bad. They're better off losing that game and getting a quarterback. They had nothing to play for last night. The Patriots had nothing to play for last night, and the Steelers had everything to play for last night, and a quarterback playing for his career, and they still took a gigantic collective dump in their pants. You and I are actually on the same page. I know you don't think that we are. I'm not that guy who is the forever apologist for Mike Tomlin, although Tomlin does have a lot of support. Now, your point is, why haven't they fired him? How do you not fire that guy? He had four good years, and what has he done since? How have they not fired him? My man, you live in Pittsburgh. You know why. They let guys coach there for 40 years at a time. Chuck Knoll coached there like 140 years. Bill Cowher coached there for like 70 years. Tom like in his 40th year. They don't fire head coaches there. What, what, you think they're going to make a move on Tomlin in midseason while they're actually technically still alive in the playoff hunt? But no, yeah, you're right. There's something rotting. I'm not there in the locker room. I don't need to be to know. There's something rotten there. There's something rotting in the core there. Otherwise, you don't lose back-to-back to a couple of two-win teams when you're a seven-win team looking at the playoffs. It's bad. And come to find out, it's not all Matt Canada's fault. Come to find out, can he pick? It is Terry Bradshaw. Compared to Mitch Trubisky, where's the alarm, Alvin? That's a Stewart fan who's pissed. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. I like it. In market, on topic, good phone call, straight fire. Minus the hooker blast. Mitch we try to sneak that in, dude. Mitch but I'll still rack him. When we come back, more phone calls. Top of the hour, Brandon Chambly joins us to talk about John Rom doing what he said he would never do. Hey, John, defecting to the Live Tour. Where does that leave him? Where does that leave them? Where does that leave the PGA? Are they going to come and poach more guys? We'll get into all those topics. That's at the top of our number three, but guaranteed phone calls. So if you're on hold, you don't want to hang up. It might be you. Guaranteed. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original, old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered, all come in four-ounce bags. So you can sample different flavors and find out the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because other Jerky compares Old Trapper. What is your beef? All right, so, you know, very rarely am I at a loss for words. After all, I am a wordsmith. Very rarely am I surprised by anything that I see because I've seen pretty much everything. But I got to admit... This whole Sean McDermott, nine eleven controversy, when that dropped yesterday, I was pretty much stunned. <laughs> For a few hours, I had no words. Like, of all the absurd NFL coaching controversies, this one might be the most absurd. Might be the flat-out dumbest one ever. Even Pervin liar skipping a team flight to chase tail in CBUS, thinks that this one is hard to believe. Stayed to see the grandkids. If you somehow missed all of this yesterday, Ty Dunn put out a three-piece or a three-part piece basically highlighting the reasons that Sean McDermott is what's wrong with the Bills. And none of it is a great look for Sean, but one particular passage is about the worst look ever for anybody. The passage in question, you probably know by now, but it involves a 2019 team meeting in which McDermott decided to give one of the most outrageously inappropriate, nonsensical, and really idiotic examples of good teamwork that anybody has ever heard or will ever hear. Quote, he told the entire team they needed to come together. But then sources on hand say that he used a strange model, the terrorists on September 11, 2001 he cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. One by one, McDermott started to ask specific players in the room questions. What tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran answered, TSA which mercifully lightened the mood. End of quote. Uh-oh! I mean, the hell is that? How is that even real? That can't be real. <laughs> Those were my initial reactions. Like, the hell is that? That can't be real. That can't be real, and that's what I thought. until Sean hit a podium almost immediately and confirmed it. And then he chased it with one of the most bizarre non-apologies ever. I want to
0: reference um, the team meeting that has been brought up. Uh, My intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9-11 in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9-11 a horrific Event in our country's history, but a day, but a day that I lost a good
2: family friend. And so, with that, I'll turn it over to answer any questions you might have. Oh, we have questions. We have questions, starting with, What the hell, dude? Followed by, Was there an actual apology in there? You said that you apologized to the team four years ago. What about an apology to, to all of life? What about an apology to everybody with a functioning brain? Listen, it's awful that you lost a family friend on that day. That's tragic. All the more reason that your use of this analogy is completely inappropriate and absurd. That was tragic. Using a dead family friend for cover does not make you look sympathetic. It makes you look like even more of an asshat, frankly. You of all the people should know. You lost somebody that you love, somebody close to you. You of all people should know how absurd that is. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And somehow what he said yesterday... Only made it worse. There's obviously no context where using 9-11 hijackers as an example of great teamwork and communication makes any sense at all. If that's your example of great teamwork and communication, then you probably should not be leading anybody anywhere, much less leading a professional football team. What's next? How OG's agility made him such an effective double murderer? Allegedly. How can anybody be this dumb? Much less a head coach in the NFL. How can anybody be this dumb? And at the same time, this horrendous at accepting accountability. That Ty Dunn piece basically hammered home the main point that McDermott never takes accountability for anything. And that Sean's response to that was to find the nearest podium and take no accountability for maybe the dumbest thing an NFL coach has ever said to a team. Again, even Mr. I'm the head ball coach, I'll kick you whenever the bleep I want. I'm the head ball coach, I'll kick you whenever I want. Can't believe that this dude actually said that in a team meeting. Like, there was no fixing that. There was no undoing that. But I can't believe that he showed up and made it even worse. And he did yesterday. He made it even worse. The only move at that point is to stand up there and completely own that, say that it was a terrible mistake on my part. It should have never happened. I should have never said it. I have no excuse whatsoever. I am deeply sorry. Period. Period. Not I'm deeply sorry for who I offended. Not I apologized to my team four years ago. I should have never said that. I have no excuse for saying that. I regret saying that. I am very, very sorry. It will never happen again. Period. Not my intent was to discuss the importance of communication. And I regret mentioning 9-11 in my message. And I apologized to the team four years ago. And I lost a family friend on that day. Any questions? Which is what the guy actually did yesterday. He must have thought that was going to help, only it made it worse. He got to say, Mafia, you know what? I'm starting to get an idea as to why this team can't get over the hump. I'm starting to get an idea why the team cannot get over the hump with this dude leading it. Hey, Mafia, what's your reaction? Because as far as I can tell, you had already lost all faith in this guy. Now what is your reaction? Where are you at with him now? I mean, you talk about a dude who could not afford this. You talk about a nightmare of a bill season that somehow just got even more and more nightmarish. Imagine Rick and Buffalo right about now. Dude, seriously, I'm worried about you. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe through your nose. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. You know that dude is losing his mind somewhere all over again.
1: I called for McDermott's head after the playoff loss against KC. But now I'm demanding for it. And how in the hell does the head coach not grab every single DB by the face mask before that fourth and 18 prayer and scream, knock it down or pack your effing bags? Time for me to throw on the headset, Jim. I'll turn this damn thing around in a friggin' flash.
2: How did he think that that was okay? How did he think that that was a good idea? I get that head coaches run out of ways to motivate their team. I get that head coaches want to make sure these guys stick together, stay together, have each other's backs. How did that guy think that that was a good idea? That's incredible to me. That guy makes Herb sound smart. Mafia, I want your reaction to this. That's my reaction, that that's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard an NFL head coach say. I'm sure there's a lot of dumb things they say and do behind closed doors that we don't find out about, but we found out about that. And so with that, I'll turn it over to answer any questions you might have. And you know why we found out about that? Somebody who either played for him or still plays for him or somebody in the facility wanted us to find out about that. Somebody did not, somebody's got an ax to grind. Maybe it's a former player, maybe it's a current player. But there were like seven confirmed sources on that story. Of course it happened. He went right to the podium to address it. And then made it worse. Mafia, I, I know you have thoughts. You always have thoughts. What is your reaction to that story? When we come back. I want to talk about the PGA, the Live Tour, John Rom. What does this mean to the alleged merger? Is it going to force the issue and bring the two sides together? Is it going to rip it apart? Will they poach others? Why did they poach this guy right now? We will get into all of this with Brandon Chambly. Looking forward to that. That's coming up next via Zoom. Alvy's week to was coming up later on. Not via Zoom, but I'm looking forward to that too. ATP coming up later on. And I have time for your phone calls. 1 800 636 8686. Brando Chambly, when we come back.